0: from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill ready. It's a dangerous so. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me so. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's so. this town tonight yeah. Hey,
1: welcome to the Carmelites of Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Monday. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Those who have served. Alex Clancy is in the studio with me as always. Deborah is at Murder Beach doing her Deborah thing. you dot com. Also, she has a new one. Uh, Debris dot com, right? I think that? so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can go. You can find her anywhere on the net. But she's out there. Um, Alex, in the studio. What? What are you? Do you have any veterans or anybody in your family that you can?
2: And Shout my grandfather was. Uh, he was. He went to West Point. Um, he actually got. Normally, you need to get signatures from, I think, a congressman or something to get as part of your application. And uh, he actually got. Uh, Mainstream. Uh, uh, he got fast tracked because he was he was so impressive uh, um, in college and and before and everything. So they they moved him right up. So luckily, he didn't see any battle, but. Luckily, I think the battle is where it is. You know, a lot of guys, and and
1: I say that no, you're right. Luckily, because you know, sometimes we fight wars, and I don't want to get into the whole political thing that you know has nothing to do with the you know our soldiers, but they go in there knowing that Pat Tillman, uh, what happened in 9 11, kind of sparked his his want, his desire to do more for the country uh, instead of playing a football game, which you know he he end up in listening um not the Marines but the um, Army Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, you, when you talk about your grandfather, when I hear that, I can understand that. Luckily, he didn't sit in the bottle, but he got fast-tracked in. Um, probably was a good college student as well, wanted to do it. Um, you know, I, I have somebody, uh, you know, he started off as a friend of the family, became one of those guys uh, that became a brother, became a uh, mentor, became a uh, – he was more – It was inspiring. Uh, and I couldn't wait. You know, Charles Wesley, you call him Chucky. Charles Wesley served numerous years, and my numerous, I want to go like 32, something like that, 30 some yeah. years, uh, and still young, too, so he's still active, but I love when he come, you know, I always love when he come home, because he always had a story when he traveled to the desert, by desert, like Saudi Arabia, when he mm-hmm. would go overseas and come back. Also, we got to ride on his motorcycle when he came back, <laughs> but but Chuck Chucky served uh, that many years in the Air Force. Um, Active duty, uh, reserve, all, everything. Uh, very intelligent guy, uh, but, but he was an inspiration too. So I thank him for everything he's done as far as the country's concerned and myself. Uh, we do have some um, football to talk about. We do have some. Um, I didn't see the interview of Richie uh, Incognito, but you know, we'll briefly get into that. But they have a Monday night football game tonight, mm-hmm. which they'll probably win. I mean, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay will win this game, but we'll
2: let's let's talk. You watched the Richie Incognito interview. Yeah, I watched parts of it, definitely, and then um, I read the transcript after. It It was interesting. I could only, whenever, when he started talking, I I thought Indomitian Sue because Indomitian Sioux is such a soft-spoken guy off the field, and then when he puts the helmet on and the pads on, he's an animal. He's a totally different player, a totally different person. Incognito was very, he was very, it seemed genuine. You know, this wasn't a scripted interview. Like, I, I, I think that... Uh, his agent didn't have anything to do with the answers that he gave. Right. Uh, the end result of this interview made him look really good. I mean, it, you know, in in uh, in the whole grand
1: scheme of things, don't you think there's some truth into what uh, he thought his role was as far as an enforcer on the Miami Dolphins offense? And now that it's come to light that the uh, not just the offense, but uh, like I want I want to say mentor, but what, everything that went down, that's kind of not that's not a mentorship, but his role as far as getting players ready. yeah, and that, I, that should be the coach's deal.
2: Oh, and, and that's interesting. I'll, I'll touch on that in a second uh, because uh, there was a question that was let, left out of the interview on TV that was actually in the interview but not didn't make it to TV. I think it was a 45-minute interview mm-hmm. and it ended up uh, being cut down to five minutes on TV. But uh, the interesting thing to me was that Jonathan, Fran- uh, Jonathan Martin still texted uh, Rinchy Cognito like friendly things after all this stuff happened. I think one of them He said, uh, What's up, man? The world's gone crazy. I'm good, though. Congrats on the win. This was three or four days after he left the team. And then he said, Yeah, I'm good. It's insane. uh, But I don't blame you guys. And I don't blame you guys at all. It's just the culture around football in the locker room got to me a little. So that's what he texted to Ridge Incognito. And this is, it, it puts a lot of things into perspective. Was Stanford his first time ever playing football?
1: No, you played football in high school. Right, because the culture in the locker room was all the same. It's just a massive, uh, it, it determined the level of, you know, you did with some high school kids that could be cruel and rude because kids always tell the truth. But when you get to that age in high school, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, so, but I,
2: I'm sure that they didn't talk to him like he was probably always the biggest guy in the room in high school and college. So I, I don't think that people would necessarily pick fights or or, uh, or, or try to bash him like, like Incognito did. In Virginia, we talk about everybody. Yeah, but, but yeah, big or small,
1: but it's all in good fun. Better be able to run fast. we you talk about a big guy. Well, yeah, well, in Virginia, we run fast. Yeah, you know, Virginia. I don't want to get into the whole everything about Virginia, but <laughs> we run fast anyway. So, go
2: ahead. <laughs> no, and uh, so one thing that was left out of the interview was Jay Glazer asked Rich Incognito if the coaches and our general manager had anything had known about it or anything to do with it. He said no comment. So that's the only thing that he did not answer through the whole line of questioning. So, so that begs the question, how much do the coaches know, and are they letting their players take the fall for something that they could have avoided? Granted, they, they had him become the mentor of, of uh, to toughen him up, to toughen up Jonathan Martin. We understand that. That's already come out. But if something else comes out, this could be a huge snowball effect that could ruin the careers of a lot of people due to their own, due to their own uh, poor choices. Right. I... um.
1: I think the head coach is brought in for, more for X's and O's. I don't, I don't think he's that type of coach where he's not a bill parcells. He's not a he's not a um, uh, what's my guy, and um, he's not a disciplinary type guy. So when 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 I listened to his interviews on the subject, it was almost like a I'm gonna tell you a story and tell you exactly what it is. Um, so I think he is somewhat hiding the truth, or maybe he doesn't have enough information. But if I'm a head coach of the football team, I need to know what's going on because you meet with the GM every week. I need to know what's going on with my team, or what my GM not telling me. If I'm the GM, what are you not telling me as a head coach? That's going on. You do have a leadership counselor of coaches, uh, but and you decide, and the coaches pick this, these guys. You decide, and sometimes we vote. You know, I, I say this in San Diego. I think the players voted who should be the captains, uh, and then the coach took those and you know called our names out and did all that. But you have to know what's going on with your team at all times. And I don't think he really handled the situation well right now because Richie uh, Incarnito feels like he's now being betrayed by the coaches because he was told to do a certain thing and
2: then now the coaches doesn't have his back on this. Yeah, and I think that, as you said, this happens in every locker room and it hasn't really been exposed before. So coaches, uh, all coaches know that this happens because, you know, they've been around football probably for 20 or 30 years. So when, you're, when it's actually exposed and put it into the spotlight – Totally out of totally out of, totally out of context. I wouldn't know what to do as a coach. Like, what do you do? Do you whistle blow, or do you just let your boys do do their thing? Do you let your teammates? Do you let your uh, players do their thing? S- I understand that. So many stitches. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna keep getting them too. Yeah,
1: I know. No, and I and I say that jokingly, but um, to save somebody's life, to to change the change what the locker room's supposed to be. The locker room's supposed to be a place of this is where we come. It, let me get. You, let me go to an example of this. <clears throat> And not to get too graphic. You remember the incident that happened in Kansas City when the guy um, shot himself? This was Kansas yes. City, right? Yes, Um Or think about any any incident where a player was in trouble. One of the first things he do, he don't run to the police station. He'd run to the locker room and talk to those coaches. He'd go to the locker room because it's supposed to be a safe place. Now, this guy ended up shooting himself. and out of, We don't know if he was going there to do anything else, but the locker room, uh, it was an incident with his girlfriend. Kansas City chief player, he felt he can go to the locker room and be safe and maybe talk to somebody who was a somewhat of a mentor and that being one of the assistant coaches. Because you could talk to the assistant coaches a lot better than you can talk to a head coach. Um so I think um in this locker room until you change the atmosphere of it, I don't I don't think Hazen should stop. I don't but I don't think
2: it should be as drastic as it has. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. And another thing that might skew people's ideas of of his uh, motives here with Richard Cognito doing this inter- doing this interview is. He might also be auditioning for another job. I hope he play again. I yeah, hope, I so, and this and he gave a fantastic performance last night. If it was if it was a facade, yeah. I think he was genuine. But every single NFL team is looking at this guy like we could use him on our offensive line. You can always get a better, you can always uh, improve your offensive line. And he looked like a very upstanding citizen in this interview. So if he could potentially get another job out of this, it might skew people's ideas of how genuine he was. But I, I hope that wasn't the case. I mean, I hope he really meant everything that he said and although
1: i think he's an idiot because you know we could talk about the incident where he and jonathan martin uh the team the coaches uh let me throw the word out again the cold red situation although i think he's an idiot in that sense i cannot dismiss the racial slurs that, that came out of his and that's mouth. fair and, and i cannot dismiss that and i don't care what movies you watch i don't care what music you listen to um there's, I don't, I don't know where there's a place for that, and and if he until he speaks on that, and I think he mentioned, he it, says he's, he's not a racist, <laughs> which I mean, listen, And you know what, I, I don't know, I need, if, I would love to sit down and talk to him because I got questions for him. I would love to sit down and talk to him because um, you know if you face to face with somebody, you can get a good, you can get a good feel for him, and and there's no acting, there's no lights camera actions, there's no Hollywood, there's no facade, and I'm actually there's no this question and that question is off limits. Get your lawyer, your agent out the building. This is man to man. Excuse me, this is man to man talk. But I like to see him play again for this reason. Uh see if he can maybe football or being in another locker room could be his rehab. Um maybe he can we'll see if he can go somewhere else and tone down his demeanor cuz I don't think he ever got treatment for his 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 growing up or his past where he was kicked off a lot of teams. I think other teams and coaches just accepted it because he was such a great athlete, and we've seen how many great athletes got passes for the things they done because they can help you win football game or win a baseball game or a basketball
2: game, get back on his team,
1: and, and, and we'll forget it in three weeks.
2: Yeah, as long as the NFL is known for as long as you have a good product on the field, We'll slap your wrist for anything bad that you do, but you'll be back on the field within four or six weeks, including substance abuse and steroids and, and, and the performance-enhancing drugs and everything, four games. Well, let's, and you're pre- back. let's create another drama so we
1: can forget about this drama and then get it move on to this, and then there'll be one after that, so now we ease him back into the team. But I do help, I hope he play again because it could be his rehab. Yeah. Um, get back on a, a football team and see if he can, or maybe find a team where he tones down, not his aggressiveness, because his aggressiveness makes him the player he is, but tone down his antics as far as has no place to do with football. Yeah. Uh you know, you, you got teammates, you treat your teammates the same way you want to be treated. And maybe if you a bully, you wanna be treated like a bully. Maybe you like that confrontation, but in this case, uh I don't I don't feel and I don't know him like that, but I don't think he ever got any treatment as far as being mentor or being being if, uh, analyze as far as his pass was concerned
2: Yeah, and, and this is This is not a Riley Cooper situation I'm not comparing the two directly But Riley Cooper now When you look at him, you look at his touchdown passes You, it, The first thought in your mind For most people, I, I would guess that are, that are watching football just for football mm-hmm. Is that he's having a breakout year
1: yeah.
2: Not what happened in the off season. Even though it was awful what he did and what he said And his friend was awful for exposing him for it. I mean, I think it was good that everybody got to see it with this, he might become uh, Incognito. Might win, uh you know, I don't know, good Samaritan of the year next year if he gets if he gets another chance. Never, Um he never. Could.
1: He, he could, I, and I, I could I mean, also
2: I could also start for the Forty ers So I mean, I know that there are things that that are out of reach, but I, give him another chance. I think I, I, I'm all for giving somebody
1: another chance. Oh, you only got one chance, not not the one you have holding in your hands, but that one chance is your second chance. After that. It's ball game. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll spend probably a minute and a half on this, and we'll move, and we'll, we'll see who, wants, who was winning this game tonight against Miami Dolphins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Quarrel Live Sports Talk, Alex Clancy.
4: The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moye, aka the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts.
2: 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and
3: let's talk football be sure to friend us on Facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America
1: Hey, welcome back to the Cormier Life Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. We are talking uh, the interview of uh, Richie Incognito in a in little situation. I didn't see the interview, unfortunately. I was at the Cardinals game, and I do want to talk Cardinals football. We'll we'll talk. Um, we'll we'll put ninety seconds on tying this up. But um, I did hear coming back into the show Ray Ellis Sports. You haven't been on it yet, Heavy. You, uh, you got to get on his show. It's, it's a good show. Uh, he he go he's all over the board. He goes across. Uh, but it's good stuff. When I say it's all over the board. Um, it's just not, it's like our show, it's just not the numbers, it's not the, uh, it's, it's more life stuff, or you know, you just go here, go there, but it brings it back to the sports part of it, so uh, yeah, I've been on Ray Ellis Show mm, quite a few times, I couldn't even tell you the number, but enough, enough, so check out that show, it's usually on Tuesdays at, uh, let me say 1 o'clock, 12 or 1 o'clock, but go on VoiceAmericaSports.com and check that out. Richie Incognito, let's tie this up. And I, and I say this, and I'm tying it up with this. I hope he gets another chance because I think football could be his rehab. I think he gets a chance to show the world he has uh, gra- mature. He has greatly matured from incidents. And I like to see how people respond to something they did idiotically and how they respond to uh, when they've given a second chance. I do agree giving him a second chance. And and. When I say giving Richie incognito a second chance, this is like his fourth chance. Because yeah. there's no way he could have ever play for a team that I coach. I don't care how good you are. I don't coach idiots. I don't play around. I don't give one guy a chance to mess up. 52 other guys. It just it won't happen. I don't care how good you are. It could have been Deion Sanders. I would have
2: told you to go somewhere else. Yeah, and this is jumping to I, – I, I'm still – the jury's still out for me. I mean, I, I'd like to see what, what transpires, if Jonathan Martin's going to actually have an interview, if he's going to say anything that's not coming out of his agent or lawyer or whatever. Uh, we, we're so fickle here that one day he's, he should be banned from the league forever. Uh, Incognito the Mm -hmm. next day Jonathan Martin uh, is a baby and crazy quote-unquote which is ridiculous the next day It's kind of muddied and then now advantage incognito. We'll see what happens tomorrow I mean, this is very very fluid Everything that comes out changes the perspective on the whole situation for a bunch of different people and the NFL is still doing their Investigation we're weeks away from knowing what's really gonna happen. So he looks good today. Yes, but tomorrow who knows what's going to happen? So I mean, give him a second chance. Yes, if all of this holds true, what he said last night. Yes, fine. We'll give him a second chance. Otherwise, I mean, I'm I'm still juried out here. Well, it's the, the game the game started off as checkers. Now they got to
1: play chess. Now it's his turn to come in. That's a good come, one. Now he got to come in. Uh, Jonathan Martin has to come in and really take for top this guy and say, okay, this is what happened. I, I, now there's interviews. I think we would pass our ninety seconds so I'm talking about that. <laughs> there are there are things that. Text-wise text went out back and forth. Now we got to see what what sense they make. I, and you say they got so blown up. You say we so fickle. And that's true because we'll take the first information we get and run with it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what facts or... And then run the other way when you find out other stuff. Right. And then, you know, because I can apologize for what I thought I said. That's why, that's why I like to wait. I don't talk about facts when I just get some news. Um, I might talk about the emotional part of it. It's like, that was dumb. If that really happened, then... What was going through this guy's
2: mind? Yeah, I mean, and, and you have two schools of thought here. One, you think about purely football, and two, you think about this as a bigger than football situation. Like, Deborah would be taking this bullying thing and running with it. Right. Not just about football. It's Jonathan Martin checked into a facility, I think it was a hospital, because he was in emotional duress. You know he is not cut out for football, and is that Rinching Incognito's fault solely? No, he was like that's slowly. not his fault, and it's nobody's fault. But Incognito kind of triggered the last button that made him want to walk away for right now, and he shouldn't be vil- he shouldn't be villainized for being the last person to do it. But he, I mean, and, and, and villain—that's and usually what it comes down to. The last guy get caught,
1: uh, like penalties. It's kind of like a penalty. Right. Uh, yeah. The I second hit you, he always yeah, gets a penalty. Always, and um, you know I. I can't understand, you know, coming from Stanford, um, who John Harbaugh was there, um, he not knowing the culture of football. Stanford is big time football, and, and let's say I, even if Stanford went five and five for five years, it's football they playing against good teams It's football. Um, but the mental part of it, I thought he's always had. You got to be able to get over to mental part of football because guys, I will say this. Ninety-six percent of the guys in the National Football League are physically able enough to play football and get it done. The guys are mentally able to think when they're tired, uh, coming to the game, knowing what a coach is trying to do to you, knowing what a player's trying to do to you, know the schemes, know the tendencies, down and distance, and all those things without thinking. Those are guys that hang around to play longer because there's some guys that were stronger, quicker, and faster than I was. But I want to, I, and I look back and say, "What happened to that guy? He was a first rounder. He was going out the lead in two or three years. Yeah. I'm undrafted, and I'm still hanging around because I took football for what it was. I, I tried to understand. I didn't play against the receiver at some point when I came in, and I didn't know anything about the National Football League except for what growing up watching it, coming from Kansas, University of Kansas football." I went in there and just try to play football and do what I had to do on special teams. Then I played against the receiver. Then I said the receiver's a robot. I gotta play against the quarterback. The quarterback's throwing him the ball. The quarterback is the one running the show. After I got when that when that passed me real quick, and I'm slowing the game down in my head as this progression taking place, then I said, Well, the quarterback's getting his information from the offensive coordinator. Let me do my research on the offensive coordinator, where he came from, who's who what was his schemes, where he was and what it is it, what it is now, which I would know because playing against them. Uh, And then the offensive coordinator, I'm like, well, the head coach hired him. Did they ever coach together before? So you slow the game down, and mentally you you get a grasp of what's going on in football. And then you do all this without thinking. And then you have stacks of notebooks and papers about one guy. You have about three notebooks on one guy, the way he lined his foot up, uh, which side of the field he's on, what they'd like to do on third down, where is he lined up on third down. That is just situations and tendencies they do. So for me, for him to – not understand the culture of football coming from playing football in high school, going to Stanford, and then getting into the National Football League. This is second year. Uh, and, when they, and when you hear this talk that Richie and uh, Richie Carl said, you're still a rookie, a lot of people don't understand, well, this is second year. In the National Football League, we call rookies a full season and three games, a full season and three games. So all this did take place around that time, and the emails and then Texas went out. Um, Probably in mini camp or in volunteering camp. So, a full season in three games, if you wondering if this is his second year or not, it is his second year, but how we do it in the locker room, you know, the locker room is always different from the outside. It's a full game in three, it's a full season in three games.
2: I mean, do you think that he got bullied when he was younger for just being overweight and Jonathan Martin? Hmm. Jonathan? Like, do you think that this just triggered him from, from when he was growing up? I mean, there's got to be there's got to be something that this stem from. It was a
1: bowling point ball for him, and I think this was it. And he checked it in. Clay. Well, somebody in his corner was wise enough to say check into a place because this is going to be bigger than what just me leaving the football team. And now, when it comes down to these lawsuits and these cases, because he has a lawsuit, is a he has an un, he has an environment where he's not able to do his job because now he has some proof, but he's not innocent in, in all this, and we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out what's going on. So, okay, tonight's game, who win? Let's get off this.
2: I mean, I would like to see Miami win, just and in, in f- for purely football, because they'd still be in the race to win the division. I mean, I, I really, honestly, Tampa Bay should just throw in the towel. I mean, this is, I mean, throw in the towel. What I mean by that is try to try to win, try to do everything, don't do anything drastic to get a win. Just play, uh, try to develop, uh, Mister Glennon. And see if he can become your starting quarterback next year. Because there's going to be free agents. There's going to be, they as of right now, they're going to get a top three pick. So do you draft a quarterback? Do you, do you have Mike Glennon lead you? Because he's, he's played really well. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. And he has played well.
1: Uh, and that's what I don't like about the draft. Because you got a guy who's playing well. Now you're going to draft a quarterback and put that pressure on him. And I'm not saying the NFL is not loaded with pressure. Because you do need guys to... A lot of coaches bring guys in. I know Buddy Ryan used to bring a guy in every week at your position, whether you were playing well or not. And you're like, what is this? We you bringing this guy in? We you bringing this corner in? Why are you bringing this safety in? Uh, why are you bringing this kicker in? Every week he was trying out a guy to see if he kept the team, but it also had those guys in the locker room thinking, what do I need to do? Or what's going on here? So I think they will draft the quarterback only for the fact if they can get a diamond in the rough. and then uh, as, as a top three pick? As a top you think three that, pick, you think that's not risky? <laughs> well, Danny Cannell was a, a top three pick, wasn't he? That's risky. Yeah, <laughs> that's risky. Yeah, that is you, risky. You got a lot of guys that go in the first round, and you don't you don't hear from them because the, they can't and tra- they can't transcend
2: or transition from college to pro. I don't see an Andrew Luck or RG three in this draft. You, you I see a lot of flash in the pan stuff. I mean, I think AJ McCarran is going to be the best quarterback to come out of college this year. Right, and and Adrian, uh, but he's not a top three pick. I'm getting
1: him as soon as I can get him. All this guy does, all he does is win. If that's my team, I'm getting him for the culture of my team, though. I'm not going to get him and try to run a spread offense. Nothing Pittsburgh, off
2: and again, we talk, and Pittsburgh, as of right now, if they don't that's make the playoffs, he will have a top 15 pick. And he would be top great in the top
1: 15. Yeah. He would be great, but all he does is win. He doesn't do it. So special. did Tim
2: Tebow until he lo- until he started losing. Yeah, but Tim <laughs> Tebow was getting Heisman's while he was winning. He's not getting these Heisman. He and can he win won. four championships, AJ McCarron, if they win this year. Right. One, one is a three is a starter. One is one is a second string. Right. Who that doesn't happen? That's never going to happen. And he's never even in the Heisman. Uh, he's never even in the Heisman talks. That's, that's never going to happen again. Even the the guy in Florida. Even if
1: he uh, Jameson. Even if he wins the Heisman this year, he's never going to win. He's never going to do what uh, McCarron is doing because he's talking about going to the pros already. Well, if not, he's not talking about it. They're talking about it for him. He's never. Going, no one is ever going to master again if that took place. But he has a good chance to win three national championships as a starting quarterback.
2: Yeah, and I think that it, GMs and owners now are going to have to be very wary about drafting running quarterbacks. Even like look at EJ Manuel. He wasn't a run first quarterback. There's nobody that's a run first quarterback. But EJ Manuel, he got hurt. Rd three will never be the same again. You know, you have all these guys. You need people that could, that are uh, that are flexible in the pocket. You know they they can elude pressure, mobile. Yeah, you,
1: you need a smart guy who can step
2: up instead of eluding the pocket. Right. So until like Mariota, I, like all these guys that that are going to put people in the stands. Either you want to put people in the stands, or you want to win championships. And I don't think these running quarterbacks are going to do it. So AJ McCarron is he's a traditional quarterback. He's got a pretty good arm, and uh, he you know he doesn't really make mistakes. And it's easy with that defense and that run game that they've had. I understand that. And and with the mastermind of Nick Saban behind you. But you see Nick Saban jump in Adrian McCarron's arms after the LSU win? Right after win. the game. Jesus.
1: That was a great win for him because I think that was their only test was LSU. And it was looking good. They, look. they
2: have Auburn at the end of the year. And Auburn is 8-1, and one, right? Yeah, I think they're, if they didn't move up, they're either 8th or ninth in the, in the I, BCS. I talked
1: talk to Frank Sanders. Frank said, we, we'd be a top 10 team right now. I think coming out today, they may be a top 10 team. Auburn, the Auburn, Auburn. Uh, were they, war ho- hogs or something like that or no. tigers or uh, yeah tigers uh, yeah hammer tigers who who's the war hogs no the the South razor war hogs i don't know who that is the, the razorbacks is arkansas okay let me move on <laughs> um but no frank was talking about we was at the game and we go get into the Carter's uh texas game right after the break we are going to talk about some um we we'll go th- we we'll go briefly quickly through the uh nfl um and we get into that will should be a first uh, in the top 10 this year. And I think that would be, uh, not this year, but this week. And that will be the final test for Alabama. Yeah. But Alabama will still play it. Well, that. then they have a championship game as well. Right. So it's going to oh, be. Yeah. And yeah.
2: then Ohio State's going to play Tweedledee and Tweedledum and maybe get to the national championship. <laughs> they they. W- I am shocked that they didn't drop. To number three? No, yeah, that they the, they didn't stay still and have Stanford jump them. Stanford's has about Stanford week. Yeah, and Stanford has the toughest schedule out of anybody in the top five this whole year. Let, let's 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 get into that. Quamla Sports Talk, we
1: come right back, we'll talk some um, college football, we we get into some NFL, that being the Cardinals and Texas game that I was there. I had one more ticket, I should have gave it to you. Yeah, you should've. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
0: Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, Still, half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchOfDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show. of out from Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. Um, I'll say this, and um, I want Miami to win for all the reasons you want them to win, but I do want Tampa to win, so I don't want to see another... 0 oh, 16 team yeah. and get that out the way. You know, last time they played, it was a it was a one point ball game. Tampa Bay won 17 16. It was a lot. Le- uh, so uh, you know, they always play, plays in uh, coming into play when you got two teams to play a tight game. You know, it's probably it was Miami to Tampa. It was that two and a half, three hours, something like that? Down at the bottom, it might be longer than that. But um, yeah, for all the reasons that Alex mentioned uh Miami will be 5 and 4 if they win this game. They stay in place of uh, with the Jets. They they who's uh the New, New England, England Patriots have it they're their, 7 and 2. They're 7 and 2 so they have a two game lead over it. everyone. You have the Jets uh, and Buffalo. Buffalo just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll briefly talk about that, but I want Tampa Bay to, to win cuz I don't want to see another 0 and 16-10. That yeah. possibly can happen. All right. Well, we we talking um Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Cardinals pulled it off, but they had a lot of a lot of things took place in this game. And I was at this game, and I'm like, "Shit, should I, should I leave?" <laughs> and only for the traffic reason, because yeah. I, I just think, you know, coming from the Chandler area, driving way out to Glendale. Was once that you get almost there, an hour and a half, damn near. You yeah. know, once you get there, it's fine. Is everything's good. good? Uh, being that I don't drink anymore, so it, it, I don't have a problem with drinking and driving. Um, not that I a have. <laughs> yeah, way to incriminate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they can pull somebody over You know what They can they can pull anybody over And be like a baseball winning, winning statistics I can pull 10 people over I'm going to get 2 or 3 of them And I'm mm-hmm. winning and Especially leaving from there Right, that's crazy But the Cardinals um, You know, I end up staying uh, But the Cardinals won 27-24 A lot of things took place The Cardinals had uh, uh, Palmer threw an interception He, he fumbled the ball and the fumble, I thought was maybe a protection breakdown or something like that because he was in the process like of throwing it. it. But that was um, in in the past those two turnovers would cost the Cardinals. It was cost the cardinals and I, t- I tell you another big play in the game, well, uh, was Bethel blocking an extra field goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. Yeah. So the game ended up being twenty seven twenty fourteen. So that ties it up, and and the Texans had their chance, even though you know their coaches went down. Uh, Phillips um came, yeah, he did. Serviceably well as an intern head coach, but he has been a head coach before. But it was more of a defense thing than anything. Um, but the Cardinals were able to, able to overcome, uh, overcome Carson Palmer more so than the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's a beautiful thing to start off with a with a sack, fumble recovery for a touchdown, first play of the game from right. from, from the six. So that was great. Started off right. I mean, Case Keenum is. I, I I've told you this a thousand times, and I've posted it everywhere that he's my favorite player in the NFL right now. Twenty-two of forty-three, two hundred yards, three touchdowns. So he threw a little bit over fifty percent, but he had zero interceptions. He hasn't thrown one interception yet, and in I think two and a half games or three and a half games, whatever he started, three, three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, in, in Andre Johnson, he's rejuvenated Andre Johnson's career, and this guy is not scared at all. He will fly the ball down the field, and if the fact that he doesn't have an interception with the way that he plays football and the way he the way he goes balls to the wall and just throws deep passes and uh, with with reckless abandon, seemingly, he's you know he's good. And Matt Schaub is out of a job, I, I believe. Uh, if Arian Foster stayed healthy, I mean they might still have a run in them. But I mean, obviously now it's that's defunct. I still think Tate is serviceable. Tate is Tate went to uh, Auburn.
1: We were talking about Auburn earlier. We get more into college football, but I think he's still a good back. I thought they were a good one, two back. And as you mentioned, he going to have to evaluate. Uh, I think running backs used to be we have to get a running back in the first round, and I'm talking about the first pick. Now you have to have a running back by committee so you can wait later in the first round and early second round. Because injuries are
2: so prevalent now. Right. So you got to have a running
1: back by committee. And any quarterback who's upset about not starting, you will play about two games this year. Uh, if you're a quarterback in the National Football League. And we'll get into the injuries briefly, maybe in the last segment, of why so many guys are getting hurt. But the Arizona Cardinals were able to overcome turnovers, and this is Carson Palmer coming back and making some great throws. Uh, Roberts, Andre Roberts has a pretty good game. Yeah, um, Rob Housler had a coming-out party. Yeah, his first, you know, I think getting, down, getting driving the ball down the field, Housler on the screen and into the end zone. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was his th- first one. First, yeah. first touchdown. You First touchdown in four years, which I don't know what kind of sense that makes. If you don't use your tight ends, Dallas Cowboys, when they were winning, and not with Tony Romo, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, these teams always use the tight end. Broncos. Broncos. Bajow and John yeah, sharp. sharp. Exactly. If you don't use your tight end, why you have them out there? Just go to three receivers. Especially
2: now. Right. Because that is... That used to be a blocking position, maybe a couple passes for third down conversions. Now, if again, you're right. If you don't get mass production over the course of a year yeah. out of your tight end, you're, you're behind the curve.
1: And, and and I think he's a pretty good tight end. As good as he is at receiving the ball, I think he does adequate blocking uh, for these guys. So you don't have to be switching in and out tight ends and, and, and teams getting a tendency on you. But to, to for it to be his first touchdown was crazy. I mean, it came at the right time. It yeah. helped it helped the team win. But give him the ball more. That takes pressure off your quarterback because now i got to bring in – he, he, either a, co- a cover linebacker, which is tough to find, or a corner who's going to be too small, or a safety
2: who might be too slow. Right, and they and they just signed Jake Ballard uh, from New England. He got released by New England. He mm-hmm. had, I think, he started with the Giants. He's very serviceable. He's quick. He's got good hands. So as a backup tight end for right now, I think he caught one pass yesterday. But if you can implement the tight end into your offensive scheme with Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I think Bruce now you have now you have two young receivers who are starting to slowly come along with Andre Roberts. Andre right. Roberts isn't as young anymore. Uh, Michael Floyd and Fitz is always there. He's always going to get the double team. Right. So if they, can, if they can produce like they did last night uh, yesterday and have a tight end and a running game and the defense that they already have, you, you have to live with the, with the turnovers from Carson Palmer. You knew that bringing him in. Right. But with that whole thing... I mean, who knows? Like, this is the first real step forward that the Cardinals have taken since Kurt Warner left.
1: And you can't have you can't have your running back fumbling the ball in, in crucial situation. And I know it happens, but understand the situation. You you come from you you come from the Pittsburgh Steelers where you were supposed to be good, and then you end up here. And you here because Bruce Aronson was the offensive coordinator over there. So I think his mastermind, as far as offense goes, he will start implementing the tight end in his offense. You don't. You know, everything you're doing now, this is the second part of the season, so in the first part, you you start building up to where you want your offense to go, and every and defenses do that, too. Defenses end up running a lot of packages just to stop a certain guy, but you do figure it out. Like, um, I guess like Rob Ryan and those guys, and Rex Ryan and those guys, they, they would put packages in just to stop a certain guy, not knowing that they would use all of them, but you you put those packages in, like offenses, you you put a certain schemes in, packages in, and you, next week you get that same formation with a different play. You build up into these things, and I think the tight end will come into a play and uh, Bruce Aaron's offense, he, they were pretty good in Pittsburgh when he was there.
2: Yeah, and absolutely, and that's another one. Heath Miller through the years with, with Ben Roethlisberger was right. his rock. Yep. You know, I mean, him and Hines Ward were, were his two main guys. Yes. Uh, Santonio, I guess, for a time, even though that wasn't a catch in the Super Bowl, whatever, regardless of what anybody else says. For them to be sitting at uh, Arizona Cardinals five and
1: four, uh, Texans are done. They two and seven. They, they, it's a wrap. Season done. Um, Cardinals sitting at five and four. They have a they have a chance. They have a chance that they they do have at the end of the year. The Seattle Seahawks and, and the Kansas City Chiefs, and one of those games at home. they going to they go if they can stay on pace. They're five and four. Jacksonville end up beating Tennessee yesterday, which was a great win for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, Arizona Cardinals go out there on the road to Jacksonville, which I will be out that way. They go on the road and beat Jacksonville. They come home, they're 6-4. They have a chance to do some things, and it come down. I think you mentioned this early in the show. It'll come down to those two, those last two games or how, uh, where the Cardinals land. But it still will be a successful season. If it can come down to the last two games, for the Arizona Cardinals, it will be a successful season with a first-time um, head coach, not interim coach, First time head coach, and these guys moving in the right direction. I've always said, uh, as of late, that the Cardinals and the organization is moving in the right direction. Um, you, you probably didn't see a lot of that stuff back in the day, but they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, and
2: and they're drafting better. They draft. They didn't go after a sexy pick. They drafted an offensive lineman who got hurt. Unfortunately, he'll be back next year. Who do they draft in the first round?
1: Yeah, that's that's good because you. When I say when you ask that question, and I'm thinking, who did they draft? I'm like that is good because no, normally they will go out there and get a big name guy. Right. I think I think Tyrone Matthew is a steal. Well uh, yeah, because they got him in the third round. I mean right. that's but that's to his own demise. He could have been a first or second sure, round. Sure, and they, they stole him. Right. <laughs> so now I mean this guy's he's making plays all over the field. And he's
2: only gonna get better. It's crazy how good he can be. Yeah. Um
1: so you know, it, that that is the good a uh, good question. Who did they draft and you can't think of a guy. Uh but these guys um Used to go out there and get the sexy name, and this guy went to this school, went to that school. Now they're drafting according to what they need. Yeah, Jonathan <laughs> Cooper is, is going to be really good. Right, right. And and they they will be needing him next year yeah. uh, right away. And, and, you know, his, his progress of uh, healing and rehab and all that stuff is probably coming along well. Uh, but he gets into these involuntary camps. I would not rush him. I would not rush him at all, but I would get him back into the mix.
2: And then you got Palmer for another two years. Yeah, I mean, so I just hope that, because his name's going to be swirling, unless somebody's an idiot and takes him super high. The second round, Johnny Manziel might be there, and I really hope that they John stay Manziel so far away. In the in the draft, he might still be in the draft pool. I would not draft him. But so go ahead. so say say the Cardinals. I don't know. Finish. They finish just out of the playoffs, so they get a middle first round pick. Mm-hmm. And somebody's there. A quarterback is there. And is Johnny Manziel. Well, Johnny Manziel, I don't know if somebody's going to take him early or not. I mean, I really don't. His past numbers have escalated from last year. His, his rush total is down. But he's actually trying to be a, quote, unquote, more traditional quarterback, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's probably going to win the Heisman again, which is even more ridiculous. If he wins the Heisman again, this it'll
1: solidify what I think about the Heisman. I thought it was the best player in the NFL. It I used mean, to and, be. It, it used it to used be. be. Not the NFL. I'm sorry. In the NCAA, I thought it was the best player. Um, so statistics and, nim- and all the numbers and all that stuff do not matter. You can have a Manziel playing well now. I, I turned into a fan, even though the off season nonsense. But you know what? It was on the off season. He came in football.
2: He had to prove everybody wrong. He started doing the money sign, he, <laughs> but he, that'll he, still he, be held against him in the Heisman voting. All the stuff that happened in the off season. Believe I mean. <laughs> but think about the guys who have the vote. They was some
1: of them wouldn't. One hundred first class guys, and I'm not saying you have to be. So look at the, look at the list of the guys who have the votes, and guys who won the Heisman obviously have a, has a vote. But you know those guys made mistakes too. I'm not holding against John, Johnny Manziel. I'm just saying he's not the best college athlete. Who is? Right now, who I like? Yeah. I st- I, well, before they lost. I best like the college guys.
2: athlete and best college player are different things.
1: Yeah, because you can get Because Jameis might be the best
2: college athlete or some running back from, or, or Pettis from Baylor, who's a stud. Right. Who's I put like up him. numbers that we've never seen before. Well, why
1: are we not talking about the quarterback for Baylor? Why are we not talking about this guy who
2: could be the best quarterback out there? I'm just happy they're not, not talk- talking about any from Ohio State. We can
1: get um no, uh,
2: not Ohio State. Well, because Braxton uh, Miller got hurt, so I mean yeah. it, he was he was one of the he was one of the top five preseason Heisman hopefuls or, or whatever. But that's that'd be ridiculous. Well,
1: we all over the board. and We will yeah. get back into um, we want. I would do want to talk some more NFL, but I want, I want to talk about the Heisman, the college. You bring it up, I think it's crap. Who they give it to most of the time? When Herschel
2: Walker didn't get it as a freshman, done, done, done. <laughs> When they went to Marie Vandover, when they oh let, wouldn't let him go
1: to the pros. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. the bottom line in business talk.
0: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
2: Welcome back to Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Kwame stepped out momentarily. Uh, we were talking Heisman Trophy. I'll wait till he gets back to continue. I do want to touch on the Carolina Panthers, they beat the 49ers 10-9 yesterday. Cam Newton is instilling himself as a leader. Granted, the defense has jumped leaps and bounds. They're, they're very, very stingy. The running game by committee, they have three running backs and Cam Newton. I mean, D'Angelo Williams had a, had a 27-yard touchdown run yesterday, which was the only touchdown of the game. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's healthy. Cam Newton, Mike Tolbert as, as, the, uh, as the goal line back. Six and three, one game out of the division behind New Orleans, and Kwame is back here. I, we were talking about this off air. We always used to give. You uh, didn't have to say I was gone. We used to give. <laughs> we used to give Trent Dilfer a lot of crap, and we still do for winning a Super Bowl when it was the defense and the run game that did it, and special teams, I guess, for that matter. So you have the old recipe used to be serviceable quarterback, good run game, AJ McCarron, good defense, equal Super Bowls. So you have a good defense if not great they're they're starting to get there a good running back core and cam newton so what does that mean because cam is really starting to grow in his fourth year this is this is what used to happen with the progression of things a a, um, quarterback would hold the clipboard for a year or two behind the starter and then maybe the starter will get hurt or they'd give him a chance. And now it's you come right off the boat and Andrew Luck, RG3, Russell Wilson, you just start right out of the gates. You don't really have time to learn. Like Colin Kaepernick is learning that this year. Mm-hmm. If take away the Green Bay game, the first game of the year, his passer rating is 72 and change. That's below Carson Palmer. And he's supposed to be the, the next greatest thing. He, he's never had time to learn. And Cam Newton has, ta- has had now a lot of time to learn through a lot of losing. He he broke all the rookie records in passing and touchdowns. He broke Peyton Manning's records. So he came out like, like, you know, he came out really hot, and then he's kind of regressed in his sophomore slump. And then, you know, he's kind of starting to level out and starting to learn how to really play football as a quarterback and not just try to run all over the field and throw the ball willy nilly. His turnovers are down. So what do you think? What's the ceiling for this team, if if there is one? Like, do you think that the defense and the run game? with him, can equal a championship soon? Do they need more pieces? And Carolina? Yeah, what do you
1: think? I, I think um, you can always use another piece if, if that piece comes in and fit into what you're trying to do. I think um, if you draft, and the guys are understanding, cause, and I always go back to the, the, uh, the format of what the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers does. Pittsburgh Steelers give their guys time. They'll draft them in the first round, and as a fan, we'll want them to play right away. But they do most of their business in the late second, third, and fourth round. And they get guys and they and they, they groom them and then they show them the Pittsburgh way. They show them the New England Patriots way. And then these guys say, well, if I just do my job and I um I fit into what I'm supposed to do, then we win. I don't care if they talk Tom Brady. Uh, but because it, when you talked about the New England Patriots, it was Tom Brady and maybe Randy Moss when he was there. But it was always one or two other guys now. But they won football games.
2: Well, in a lot of times it was on the defensive side yeah, like in Rouski the beginning. And all those guys. Yeah, I mean, Troy Brown was his only receiver. He was a receiver playing and, defensive and back. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, that defense was what won them Super Bowls. So, and the oh, Tuck Rule. Absolutely. And all the absolutely. luck in the world. The
1: Tuck Rule. And Vinatieri. And and Adam uh, Vinatieri, uh But that defense held them all the way. So, that one of the things that bothered me, and I do want to ask you a question. I'm not d- dismissing your That's question. That's okay. Um, it bothered me when I saw Tom Brady getting on those guys. He he forgot when that defense was putting him on the field constantly that they could have easily done the same thing to him and they might have in the locker room where it should have been done because we didn't see it on the field. Well, you got some new receivers. You're grooming some guys. It's early in the season. They're going to drop some balls. They got to understand the professional that Tom Brady is. Don't don't come out here and drop balls because we need to win these games. I mean, it's going to happen. It's football. You, 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 I need to see a receiver. From the time football started, who went through a whole season not dropping balls and not drop a ball in a big time situation. He, I like to see that. But let me get to your let me get to your question. I think Cam Newton came in and you know when he scored or did something great, he did probably when he scored most of most of the time. He did this open chest Superman thing. He went from Clark Kent to Superman. He did that. Um, he still does, that. Yeah, he still did that. But now he's understanding. But when he did it, when he first came in, he thought he was Superman. He can do it all on his own. Superman doesn't need any help. He can do it all on his own. They've always had a running game by committee. Those two guys, mm-hmm. Williams and Stewart. One of them's always hurt, and
2: there's always somebody that's healthy.
1: Someone's healthy because they go into the game with three running backs. They've always had a good running game. Their defense was pretty good when he came in. I thought when Cam Newton came in, one of the things he did his second year was and I blame this on the offensive coordinator. They had him throwing the ball too much. We we talk, everyone knows if you come to Carolina, you're gonna get ready for a, a beating as far as the running game is concerned. They had Cam Newton throwing the football all over the field, throwing inceptions, not working on mechanics. We saw mechanics that you could get away with in college, that you and the pros, these guys are right on top of it. But they ran. They ran. They didn't run the football enough, in my opinion, to balance out their offense. Absolutely. And that offense would have been so much balanced if he was not throwing the football all over the field and throwing interceptions. So, do they have enough? I think they're moving in the right direction. When you can go on a road and beat a good San Francisco 49ers team, I think that's a good start. They they what well, they won two games back to back. I mean, they no, won, they won five in a row. Five in a row. Wow, five in a row. Um, and this in you know weeks uh, first two weeks. We was wondering what's going to happen to this team? Yeah, they won five
2: in a row. He didn't play well yesterday. I mean, let's not. He threw. He overthrew so many balls that right. to wide open receivers. But defense has to win you games sometimes. Yeah, and the run game has to win you games sometimes. So he definitely got bailed out. Going back to your New England uh, comment, Tom Brady weeded out the weak people in that receiving core because since then Aaron Dobson is a top twenty receiver, yes. and Kembaal Tompkins can't get off the bench. So he got to Kembro Comkins, and he motivated Aaron Dobson. So, I mean, w- say what you want about it, because I know Deborah uh, didn't feel right about it as well. I was all for it. I'm like, you need to show dominance any way you can, and, and once, once they start catching passes, once they start getting it, then they'll go up to Tom Brady and thank him.
1: See, I think um, I think that's what camp is for. I think camp and and all. But these it's always
2: you're always saying it's always a learning process. It is. You it learn th- every single play. Right. So yeah. if it's a middle of the game or in camp, it's still the same. It's still the same teaching lesson, right?
1: Yeah, but Tom Brady, you don't, you don't. I don't think any player, and and the public eye. Um, I don't think Tom Brady what he did as far as. These facial, all the stuff that he was doing that we talked about. I don't I don't. Th- that's not to me. That was never Tom Brady. I don't think he had to do that. You know who I am as a quarterback. You know, my is. you know, the New England Patriots way, you know, uh, we are about our business here. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do off the field. You only got 16, 17-plus weeks to win the championship. Then you got to start back over. Then you got to rebuild. It's not like you starting back from the top. You're rebuilding because you got new guys coming in that you expect to help you out. Tom Brady,
2: uh, I never thought that was his way of uh, doing people like that. So he's evolving, too. He's getting older. He has way younger receivers now. You're right. It's a totally different game every year, so he adapts to how he has to act. He should have did All this takes place in camp. It's always
1: growing. It's always learning. This takes place in camp. Um, but I think you do weed out the week. I think you do that, and I'm not saying by bullying them. I'm not saying by hazing them. I th- that's what the, one of the things with the camaraderie on the team, the hazing. We used to go out every Thursday because uh, we know we had Friday, Saturday to recover, if anything went crazy as far as, you know, just nonsense out there. But – you gotta, you got to hang out with not just the quarterback group. And we had a lot of offensive guys hanging out with the defense. Defense hang, hung out with a lot of offensive guys, but the camaraderie, you build that camaraderie, you got to hang out with those guys. Yeah,
2: but I also think that in the offseason coming into this year, they thought they were going to have Wes Walker, too. You know how. So he, that, would be, that would change the scheme of everything, make the outside receiver's job a little bit easier when you have Wes Walker on the they team. They
1: don't have Wes Walker. It's their fault. Walker, I, understand I understand that, but
2: I'm sure that in Tom Brady's mind, they're like, "We're going to do everything we can to keep this." And guy. I'm
1: not, sir, I'm not saying Tom Brady don't hang out with the guy. You know how no, AJ McCarran hangs out with his office alignment and, and do what he does. His girlfriend and his, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> he, um, yeah, that's what that's what you have to do. It just was more. It was just televised. And I'm not saying Tom Brady doesn't do that. I but buying them Rolex watches and all that stuff is not hanging out with him. That's saying you make more money than everybody on the team. So. Yeah,
2: but I at the end of the day, I would take Tom Brady over Peyton Manning any day of the week because Peyton Manning's too nice to win another Super Bowl, in my opinion.
1: He's too nice. He's too nice. Peyton Manning is a he's surgical. What he does, he's like in Tom the regular Brady. season. He's surgical, yeah, right? <laughs> not <laughs> but, in the playoffs. I know, but everybody has to get over a certain hump, and th- the playoffs is where he has to get over the hump. He's
2: been in the league for twenty-seven years. Well, you think he's not going to are going to get well, over the hump now? The 28th, he to The
1: twenty-eighth year, it would be the year he gets over the hump. <laughs> okay, you know what? The age of fifty. We got about ten seconds left for the show. Alex, Clancy, Kwamla, Sports. We will be back tomorrow. We got to finish this. I do want to talk about your Ohio State uh, <laughs> not moving up or, or still in the same well, place. And yeah, they're number the three. It's ridiculous. They're number three, but Florida State and uh, Alabama is going to play in the national championship game. Florida State will lose. No, they won't. Kwamla, sports talk. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Well, okay, they can't beat Florida State. <laughs>